It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's ever... What? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It is Wednesday night. It's May 17th, 2023. The full band's back together again tonight. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host Paul Zarman and the reigning defending KOP predictions champion, at least for another week or so, Austin Shepard. Fellas, what's going on? Another week. Glad to be back. It's going to be a cakewalk. (laughs) Cakewalk, huh? Cakewalk. Cakewalk, huh? We'll see. Okay. Got some uh, new matches added to the card tonight, so hopefully a lot more to come within the next week. It's going to be a fun hour. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. No doubt about it. And they need to move some tickets. Ticket sales are not doing so hot I don't for this pay per view. I don't think Vegas is a hot wrestling city. I don't either. It's and not. you you've ran double or nothing there, so this could be the fourth one three times, which I understand with the name of it. But if I'm Tony next year, I'm thinking about moving that somewhere else. Yeah, and 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 nothing against Vegas. I mean, I I used to be my uh, Vegas twenties, as I called it. <laughs> I felt like every other weekend. But I mean, there's so much to do in Vegas. You know, people go. There's like I, I felt like there was uh, three types of people that go to Vegas. You got your gamblers, okay. You got your people that will go out there for the shows and the food. And then you got your convention people, okay? Those are the those are the three times. Like, like you just don't say, "Hey, me and the wife are going to take a week off and go relax." You don't go to Vegas because you can't no. relax in Vegas. There's just too much stuff going on, right? So, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, the reason I go to Vegas nowadays is because I go to a, a, on a golf tournament trip. You know, I played golf four days in a row. I'm not going to go out to Vegas for four days in a row and be like, I have nothing planned. You know, my degenerate ass would be drinking mimosas, playing video poker at 8 a.m. By noon, I'm going to be blacked out drunk playing blackjack. And at three o'clock, I'm going to bed. That's my day in Vegas if I don't have anything to do. Well, you, you talked about playing golf in Vegas. You played golf with Marty, and we got a comment right off the bat tonight. Where's that bum, Marty McSorley? Oh, Marty McSorley's a legend. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I got Chef <laughs> Guy. Dude, that dude told so many great stories after a round of golf in Phoenix. Now, he probably had a couple uh, 
he probably had a couple molts and extra dries in him, okay, because that's what we drink up in Canada. Uh, but uh, he was a hell of a storyteller and a hell of an entertainer. And, and again, me, a guy that knows nothing about hockey and sat in a what they call a hot box after a golf tournament with a bunch of Canadians and hockey hockey players. There was like 15 Stanley Cups on the stage. It was awesome. And my favorite was Marty McSorley, and he's a legend. I don't care what anybody says. Well, Majin, Majin, I hope I'm pronouncing your, your name right. Majin Silva, who follows our show, he, he'll he he'll disagree with you on Twitter. This, this might be him right here talking on, on YouTube. He doesn't like Marty, but Marty, Marty's got the great stash, man. He's a freaking. <laughs> if he was half a player as he was a storyteller, he'd be a lead player. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty good. Hey, it's pretty good. Pretty good. And unfortunately, I was a, uh, I was probably uh, uh, still in diapers when Marty was, was uh, running the league, <laughs> so I don't have a lot of tape on old Marty. But he's a hell of an individual. And this is Majin tuning in. So thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate it. Thanks for giving Shep shit. Somebody needs to. So yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Keep way, it I coming. Did, I did send it to all my. Uh, the, the last Twitter exchange, I did send it to all my uh, Canadian car dealer buddies uh, that are on that golf trip with me, and they just they rolled. They thought it was awesome. So, <laughs> they, and they understand. He, he's chime, chiming in here about double or nothing Vegas. He agrees. Can't keep running the same market. Oversaturated. Yep. 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 I'm thinking one of these days they're gonna do that with all out with Chicago too. But hey, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I was just letting Tanner finish up okay. his thing there. Okay. So Shep, what are we drinking tonight? tonight? So what are we drinking, Shep? So I've been seeing this on a lot of uh, golf social media. I'm a big golf nut. You guys know that. Um, and I was a kid that grew up in the late 80s, 90s. And if we didn't have orange juice at breakfast, what do we have? As a substitute. Sunny D. <laughs> oh, he got one of those Sunday vodkas. Yeah, I've never tried one. I wonder if they're pretty good. So I got them. They're ice cold. So this is a this is a Sunny D vodka review right off the bat. Major drinking some Labatt Blue. Oh, I respect that. I do love I do love Labatt Blue. I had some uh, a couple of pods ago. Um, yeah, so here we go. It's gluten free, and I love <laughs> it's gluten free. It says Sunny D on it, but they have to put the contains alcohol. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know nowadays. Well, you can see a kid just oh Sunny D. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, these things have like super hype behind them. So here we go. One one sip, everybody knows the rules. Yeah. <laughs> He's unsure. <laughs> one this sip, is a everybody long knows the rules. <laughs> uh oh. Now that half the can's gone. Oh, interesting the face can. there. Interesting face. Second drink might not have been as good as the first. <laughs> Or it's really good, and he just doesn't want to talk. I think it's down already, the whole can. 
Still waiting for the review the here. The can is now empty. <laughs> that too. Uh, if you're listening, I mean, we. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, there's, there's no alcohol in that. It says it says four or five, four point five percent, but. So those are good. Those can be dangerous. What you're saying, dude? There, there's got to be so much artificial chemicals in here. I'm probably gonna die tomorrow. <laughs> um, yes, he is making so. some weird, weird faces. We still can't tell if he likes it or not either. Yeah, it, it just tastes like Sunny D. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, Sunny D. I felt like was shitty orange juice, but we loved it as a kid because it was full of sugar. Um, not as good as the high news. What better than White Claw? Oh, yeah, kicks White Claw in the ass. Um, whew. I mean, my high noons, especially pineapple, pineapple is my go to, especially when I was in Vegas for the uh, golf trip. They had 24 ounces in the gift shop at 8 a.m. Um, ah, man. I mean, this is like a solid eight three eight. Oh, I thought it could be wow. sevens. All right. I mean, this is like like I'm glad that they had to put contains alcohol on it because if you didn't know any different, it tastes like freaking Sunny D. Oh. Lives up to the name of the brand. Like that's like I said, I'm, I'm looking at the ingredients now. There, there's got to be some more <laughs> shit in here that's gonna grow me a third nipple here next. <laughs> Paul, what are we drinking tonight on your head? Uh, uh, a crisp Coke. Crisp Coke. Nothing wrong with that. You got yeah, the like, you got the big end from the gas station. Yeah, this is the crispest Coke I've had in a very crispest long time. Coke. So, yeah, I don't you know, know if crispest is a word or not, but I'm going with it. Hey, Paul, I can super appreciate a gas station or a restaurant that gets their fountain CO2 syrup Correct. thing right on point. Yeah. It's not too sweet. It's not too no. bitter, but yet it's yeah. got a little bit of a right in there. I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I normally don't drink ice in it, and this has ice in it because they, you know, we went through the drive-through and they put ice in it, and I'm okay with it. Wait a minute, you're a no ice guy. I'm a no ice guy. I don't it know. I, mean, I, think that, I think of guys that uh, drink. Now, do you drink a can of pop warm? No. Okay. No, it's got to be That's cold. just weird there. Yeah, if you if you did that, and I'm thinking, man, you really are a WWE guy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've drank my pop hot before, but that was only because I worked at the foundry and there was nothing else to drink but what I had right beside me. That's understandable. Yeah. Well, I went the non-alcohol route tonight, too. Didn't have much in the fridge, but I hopefully, uh, hopefully um, the, the Canadian people – Appreciate that. A little Canadian dry. <laughs> Canadian dry. A little ginger ale. Canada dry. I should say ginger ale. And then I got water. So, yeah, kind of boring hey, tonight. Now, if you ever want to get a little uh, little bit frisky, take some of your ginger ale and make uh, mix it with Maker's Mark. I yes. Know, I know yes. it's all yes. weird. It's actually pretty good on a hot day. And I'm not a brown liquor guy on a hot day, but – I have to try that because I have ginger ale in the fridge quite often. So yeah, I I, uh, all my uh, old my my old golf buddies down in Florida that are like in their seventies that I go down and play with every <laughs> March. 
They drink ginger ale and Maker's Mark. I'll have to give that a try. Maybe next week. Next week, I might have to yeah. find something Vegas related. And they, so it's going to be double or nothing week next week. Those guys, oh, Vegas bombs. Oh, jeez. Let's do Vegas bombs. <laughs> Vegas bombs at 1020 on a Wednesday night. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to work at 5 a.m. the next morning? You. I don't have to go till 8 30. But I can pass yeah, out right here and have my day be okay the next day. day. <laughs> It'll be in Vegas bombs next week. I'm buying all the stuff for it. Hey. I can't I can't complain so about that. So we're going to Shet's house is what I'm hearing. <laughs> we could do we could do a in-house pod. In-house. We have to do that one of these times. Let let Shep get in his new house first. Yes. <laughs> I got we'll to throw a housewarming party on the podcast. <laughs> we'll, do that. we'll do that for sure. All right. Now that we're almost 12 minutes into the pod, uh, let's talk some AEW. But we won't talk Dynamite just yet because today was a big day of news for AEW. It was the uh, Warner Discovery upfronts were today, and the anticipated announcement finally came true today. AEW is getting a new Saturday night wrestling show, AEW Collision. Not every Saturday night, though. Not every Saturday night. Once in a while, it'll be no. taped on Thursdays if it needs to be. But I, it, I don't think it's going to be consecutive every Saturday night. If you looked at the schedule, right? Oh, it's every it's every Saturday. It's there was every. a Thursday in there. There was a Thursday in there. One week. Thursday in that schedule, yeah. Showed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah but they, they're going to up in Canada. Yeah, they're going to do the Canadian tour and then come back to Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, and it's not announced where the first collision show is going to be. Tony's going to announce that next week. It's rumored for a long time to be United Center in Chicago, but maybe a report coming out today. Maybe they're looking for a different venue. Maybe they're just trying to keep everything under wraps. And that report was a lot of rumors about Pepsi Phil, Mr. Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk. Um, the best report I could find was on Fightful Select, so these – Transcripts come from them. It's the latest Shout on out to Sean Rush. Yes, of the best in the game, in my opinion. The latest on CM Punk and Ace Steel. He said CM Punk is the talk of AEW's backstage yet again. Involves Ace Steel for the past couple of months. AEW and CM Punk have been working towards a return for Punk on the AEW Collision brand. This has extended all the way to Warner Brothers Discovery, AEW, and TNT having promotional materials made for the show involving Punk, including a Samoa Joe graphic. Fightful has learned that during the meeting between CM Punk and Chris Jericho, that Jericho mentioned the possibility of A. Steel return to the company in some capacity with the belief that people working together in harmony could uh, alleviate some tensions and show that everyone was willing to do business. Fightful has to- has- was told that there was a meeting this week between AEW and Punk. It was extended to Punk that Steel would have the ability to be with the company and work directly with Punk. However, it was made clear that A. Steel would not be able to be at AEW television. The uh, FIFA hasn't learned specifically how Punk reacted to that outside of him not being in agreement with it. FIFA has not been told if this is tied to Punk not being featured on the Warner Brother Discovery materials or the statement they made about him not being associated with the brand, though it was noted to them uh, there were plans for AW, an AW camera crew to film materials at CM Punk's home on Wednesday, but they've not been told if that actually happened. As of now, they have not been told a change in plans for CM Punk. PW Insider reported that Impact was interested in bringing in A Steel in recent weeks, but he passed, leading to their belief that he was AW or WWE bound. A lot to kind of uh, 
chew on there. What do you, what do you guys, what are your thoughts around a collision and your thoughts about yet again, a new CM Punk report? Well, the big thing that you just talked about and it's fresh, the eight steel thing. If you're going to bring him back, but yet he's not a lot of television. So I'm not sure what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. What is he doing? I mean, I know they, they have very few house shows or live right. events, whatever you want. Right. To so he's allowed at those more than likely punk's not going to be on those cards. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that. So. Yeah, I don't either. And I agree with uh Majin here, man. Troubles just seems to follow punk. He, he knows how to keep himself in the news. That that's the way to put it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excited about the Collision show. I think it'll be fun. Uh, it's a it's a risky time slot at night, uh, eight o'clock Saturday wrestling. Saturday wrestling, live Saturday wrestling hasn't been on TV in years. Um, eight o'clock, they'll run into some difficulties probably in football season, college football season especially. But uh, you get some heavy hitters on that brand. I think it'll do okay. And it looks like there is going to be some sort of brand split. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the time slot. I think during the summer is fine. Right. But like you said, once we get into August and set, or late August, early September, you start competing with college football, ESPN and Fox and all those guys. Um, and then as you, as you go in farther to the winter months, uh, you start getting NBA, you start getting NHL. I mean, really through the summer, you're competing against the MLB. So, I mean, I think it's. I think it'll take off good, but it'll really tell you the truth once we get into the fall months and it starts having some. And not not the MLB is not a real competitor, but it will be last for seven months, six months. You know, right? Well, well, with this being on TNT, baseball showing on TBS, so they won't have to worry about that. Yeah, uh, I don't think NBA does Saturday TNT games. Not sure about NHL. Somebody could help me there. Um, but so I think they won't get preempted too often, but still, like I said, football competition. Um, that's why I think you got to have a guy like CM Punk on there and some heavy hitters. It does sound like the champions won't really be part of this brand split. They'll kind of appear where needed on both shows, even if, if, um, if needed. So that's why we saw a lot of the champions on the graphics, but we have heard names of Adrade, Miro, Thunder Rosa, a lot of people that have been out of action for a while. Will Hobbs, even though he's hasn't been out of action, so some interesting names. I'm I'm interested to see how all this shakes out. Um, and uh, I guess NHL does they do hockey night in Canada every Saturday. So, so, so going going back to that, what's what's the uh, demo age group that these guys want to hit? Eighteen to forty nine. Okay. Which most of your, I would say, 18 to probably 35-ish would be my guess. Probably not going to be home on Saturday night. That's what I'm getting at. So, yeah. so as no. long as they're okay with the DVRs, right? Right. What right. We're gonna do, more than likely, I mean, me, it's a Saturday night, especially through the summer uh, with my extra crew activities. <laughs> Winter, maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm home on a Saturday night. Summer, I'm late, golf, whatever. Um, I mean, as long as they're okay with that, then then I think it'll work. But 
like you said, you're 18 to 49. Let's call it 18 to let's just call it 18 to 30. Mm-hmm. You know, is is different nowadays. They're they're going to be out doing stuff. They're not going to be sitting at home on the couch more than likely. Right, right. And interesting thing, Paul and I talked about uh, before we started recording. Before you hopped on, was they're going to have competition yeah. a lot of times with, with WWE Saturday night pay per views. And does this kiss yep. away AEW Saturday night pay per views? Unless I guess if they want to do a Saturday night pay per view, they'll have to tape the Collision on a Thursday or a different night that week. But then you'd have to show it on Thursday too. Yeah, that's true. Well, that or you just you just show Collision at uh, the uh, the six to eight time slot. Um, as a major uh, puts here on YouTube, he, they they do Rampage at a bad time. They're fine with that. So I'm sure they don't mind. Yeah, Rampage hasn't been bringing in the ratings, and it does sound like Rampage will not be live very often, if ever. Going forward, that's going to be taped after Dynamites on Wednesday. ROH will be taped after Collision on Saturday. Well, and, and it jumps week to week. Like this week, we get it at 6.30 on Friday. Correct, correct, yes. Because it gets pre-upted a bunch come NHL and NBA playoff time. Yeah. Fridays, so... But in Rampage is going to turn into more of like the Sunday Night Heat equivalent for AEW. I think the more uh, developmental show, which, which was and fine. In Sunday Sunday Night Heat back in the day was really good. It was one hour. Yep. And they would usually use that one hour sometimes to lead into a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh, to I'm sure, and I'm sure back in the day when you had to do the old fashioned pay per view where you had to call it in on the Dish Network. Yes, the remote and have the you know the eight digit code or whatever number digit code it was. I'm sure it got them a couple extra buys because back in the Attitude Era uh, and, and leading into the following era, they were pretty uh, pretty aggressive on Sunday Night Heat. Sure, and I think it got them some extra buys. So maybe they can use that to their advantage if they do have a Saturday Night pay per view and have Collision come on a little early. And, you know, give you a little, little, little appetizer. That way, you make sure you buy the main course. I'll never more buys. I'll never forget one of the Sunday Night Heats. It was before either ninety eight or ninety nine fully loaded. The first Blood Match: Undertaker and Steve Austin. And right at the end of Sunday Night Heat, Austin got busted open going into the pay per view. Yeah. So it was kind of that cliffhanger, and then during the pay per view. He got Undertaker back and bust him open before the match started. So, yeah, they did a lot of those. And they would have some big stuff. You, you would get a rock promo once in a while, saying I heat, or Kane might be in the main event, somebody big like that. So, yeah. <coughs> yeah, if they can do that format, be all for it. So, I guess before we get into Dynamite, what's, what's your guys' thought on um, Tony's announcement for the first Collision show next week? Is, is it going to be Chicago United Center? Or, yeah. or do you think they're going plan B? Yes. Yes, uh, it, it'll be Chicago. Yeah, the re- I think you guys are right too. Um, and one of my reasons is it's literally a month out. Today's May seventeenth. You haven't had tickets for sale yet, so you got to go to a market where you're going to sell tickets very, very fast. And Chicago United Center Punk, sorry, have been proven a successful formula for that. Well, in and if they decide to run the United Center, you, you that's the rumor. You, I mean, that's not a small place. No, it's twenty thousand. So. And, and and I know they've ran it before, 
but they had preparation. They had time. So, yeah, they're going to have to come out with something big mm-hmm. and sell tickets in, in, in four weeks. And it's the um, – it's not the go-home show, but it's right before Forbidden Door. Weekend before, so. Which Forbidden Door was at the United Center last year. It was right? last year. It's in Canada this year. Yep. Yeah. Yep, they're doing that big Canadian tour this year, so, which is going to be awesome. A lot of good fans up there. All right, let's get into Dynamite tonight. Uh, started off with a, a, a in-ring promo from Wardlow. Didn't see this starting to show off, but I was fine with it. Calls out Christian Cage, of course. Um, I, I'm liking this rivalry after tonight. Um, Christian comes out, and long story short, he attacks Wardlow, and Luchasaurus hands him a ladder, and he runs into Wardlow headfirst with the ladder, prop himself up on the ladder, onto the middle turnbuckle, and Luchasaurus choke slams Wardlow through it, snapping the ladder in half. Then they bring the broken ladder to the middle of the ring. Christian hits the kill switch, drops Wardlow face first into the ladder, and Christian poses with the TNT title. We later on find out in the night that Wardlow challenges Christian to a match of double or nothing for the TNT title ladder match. I'm excited for this because I want to see how the big guy uh, uh, moves in a ladder match. We know Christian can go. I know he's older. Well, we've seen Wardlow win the uh, brass ring last year at Revolution in the ladder match. Yeah, but there was there was other there were six guys in it. Yeah, there, there was there was guys that got you distracted. Yeah, um, you know Christian coming back off an of injury, obviously, and and really his first match back is going to be a ladder match. But he he is a master of ladder matches. So he is a master. He knows how to do it. So. Um, I mean, really, the last great ladder match we saw at AEW was Cody Sammy. Yeah. I, like. I don't see these guys doing those type of spots. Um, no. Majin says he kind of wants to see Christian win. He think he'd look great as Lex Luthor with a title. Yeah. It it wouldn't shock me yeah. with the stipulation if we do see the TNT title change hands yet again. But because you could have Wardlow lose in a ladder match and it not be a clean loss for him. Have Luchasaurus cost him. Yeah, you can have an outside interference. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The rules, so. yeah. And and maybe we'll uh and maybe we'll get that uh maybe we'll get more of a Luchasaurus versus Warload match in that because of that. And I feel well, like it's yeah. time for Warlow to de- to deliver in this match. Mm-hmm. You remember a year ago. He had that match with MJF where he squashed MJF, but we had the whole MJF red-eye flight drama before it. And Warlow's never really been the same since. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, Be interesting uh, to see. I'm more excited about this match now than I was going into tonight. Knew we were going to get it, but I wasn't expecting a ladder match. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad right. it's not I, just a regular wrestling match because that would have been boring with Wardlow and Christian. So, of course, you have to put a stipulation and uh, uh, making it a ladder match makes it that much better. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I don't I don't know if those guys could go out and tear down the house with a traditional match. Yeah, we think an uh, interesting tag team match, interesting team of Orange Cassie and Darby Allen versus Big Bill. Shep's favorite and Lee and Lee Moriarty. Um, 
I thought Lear Moriarty had a really good showing in this match, to be honest. I think he's really improving. He's getting better and better. Uh, But I really like the team of Orange Cassidy and Darby. I thought they mixed well tonight. So so what was the the background here? Why did they throw those two together all of a sudden? I don't think there was a background of it. Kind of my point. Yeah, TK likes to do that. I know. So... I know we got all of the uh, pillars on the card tonight, and I felt like it was thrown together. But I really, yeah, Moriarty was good. And if you call him John Morrissey, I like the guy. He looks like a million bucks. Okay, he can move, he can work. Just change his freaking name back to normal. Uh, Look, he's big Bill, and you can't teach that. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. You know what? Next thing you know, you bring Enzo in, and you call him Little E or something. I don't know. Here, Shep, I got your back for that big Bill comment. I got your back here. Ah, of course you did. (laughs) Roadkill. ECW legend. I won't call him a legend, but ECW worker. There's your one, Paul. I had to do it. I had to do it at some point. He's got a little more beard than you would do, Paul. Don't worry. He does. Mine all connects at least. Yeah, that's true. I thought it was an entertaining match with with no story build. Um, the guys did good. They worked well together. Uh, they're entertaining. But other than that, like. Uh, I thought we should get a little more. What did you think of Darby's uh, headlock takeover pinfall to send a message to MJF? Yeah, I saw, I saw that. Like they announced it on commentary right away. You know, after which I feel like was needed because a lot of people are like, "What? Why did he do that?" You know, so they need to give some context. So yeah, it was, it was a good little message. And then uh, you know, after the match, we had the Rene Paquette. Uh, interview with all of the guys basically at one point in time throughout the mm-hmm. show. Um, so I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory through this though. So we okay. the Darby match and I'm going to fast forward, but it's a rival. Um, we saw the Darby match and then we got um, the Sammy match. Yeah. He squashed whoever he went against. Exodus prime. And then they're like, yeah, it was Exodus Prime, um, yeah. Isn't that a Transformers name? I'm not going to Transformers. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Oh, we got Exodus. Prime. Close. <laughs> Exodus could probably be his cousin. And then, <laughs> and then we had the, the Jungle Boy match. Okay. Yeah. So Jungle Boy and Darby are booked in fights. Yeah. Sammy got a squash. Mm-hmm. Like a Fifteen second squash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he makes a point to say backstage, I'm not taking a dive for MJF. Could be something there. Could be something there. And again, it's a far left, out and right field. But... I, I took it more of Sammy's Texas likes Sammy. Um, yeah. He got a big pop tonight, got a baby face reaction. Kind not, of not the biggest pop, but not the biggest pop, pop but yeah. a big pop. Uh, he had a kind of a babyface backstage promo with Darby there, kind of you know 
saying he had respect for Darby, respect for Jungle Boy. One of those three is he got to leave without the title because Max is a prick. I know he didn't say that word for word, but that's pretty much the gist of it. So I feel like this, on top of all access that just ended last week, they're really trying to maybe start push Sammy in the, in the babyface direction again, which would be about his millionth character turn. But I do want to see him break away from Jericho for once. We haven't seen it since he entered the company. Yeah. And I... Jericho, let alone uh, um, Daniel Garcia. As of late, Daniel Garcia is worn on me, and I'm just not a fan. The JS is kind of worn on me. It's just kind of that time to. So Majin's uh, saying. So what you're saying is Sammy's taking the fall. Man, yes. I, I can I can see I can see the main event doing that. They beat the living tar of each other for. 20 minutes and it gets to a situation and I mean, there's a reason, there's a reason those other two guys were in a, a fight. Yeah. And then Sammy just had a 20 second squash, 30 second squash. Which one of the pillars would you say is, of course, excluding Max, which one of Darby, Jack and Sammy's least likely to take the pin? Darby. I was gonna go Jungle Boy. I was gonna go Darby. I was gonna, go, yeah. I feel like they're protecting him more. Major mm-hmm. says, "How can you not like Daniel Garcia and his expert dancing skills?" <laughs> as long as I'm not sitting front row and he's trying to do a dance right beside me, we're good. Uh, like, the way he flexes muscles is like like do it normal, right? Don't. <laughs> well, it's so he can get balanced, so he can get the pelvic thrust in there too. It's not my fault. He's freaking five foot eight and one hundred eight pounds. <laughs> Don't talk uh, about Tanner like that. I was gonna say, watch it. Uh, Tanner, one hundred eighty pounds. I was gonna say, I wish I weighed one hundred eighty pounds. I mean, Tanner Stoken Wet weighs a buck oh nine. It's not the first time I've heard that, so it's all good. It's all good. Uh, speaking of. Uh, Wayne soaking wet. I think you made a comment about the Young Bucks last week and their weight. Um, they were asked about stage about Kenny Omega, but before they could even answer, they got jumped by the Blackpool Combat Club and um, got the tarpy out of them. Claudia with the impressive strength that Gorilla pressed Nick Jackson over his head onto a car. Yeah. And um, was it no, Nick, before he got pressed on the hood, the, the shoulder into the truck, which hit his hip on the headlight area. Yeah, I couldn't feel that good. That could not feel good. No. Because it was solid. And they had the camera right there, too. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, that connected. Then we saw, I already said, kind of talked about Warlow um, challenging Christian to the TNT ladder match, but we saw Arn Anderson uh, talking to him. And Arn with one of the weakest bag of ice throws I've ever seen. I don't know if it slipped out of his hand or what. That thing was not a good throw by double A there. But, but barely I'm, reached the wall. I'm not going to take it, tell him that, though. I don't want him to pull a Glock on me or give me a spine buster. Um, he's seven years old. I don't know if he's seven years old. I think he's in his... Is he... Uh, I looked this up one week, but I don't remember. He, he's close to seven. He, he is... 64. Wow. That's like so, my dad's age. That's my dad's age. <laughs> that's pretty close <laughs> to my dad's age. So I feel like my dad, well, of course, my dad probably hasn't had the uh, beaten arms over the years. Probably not. 
Probably right. not. Arn had to retire like in 98. Arn's going to be my dad. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, you got the facial hair like Arn. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, then we saw Sammy, uh, the squash mouth with Exodus Prime. And like I said, he cut a baby face promo in the ring afterwards. Um, then we got Shep's favorite. We got Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Lethal, Satin Singh, and Sanjay Dutt coming out. Um, but uh, before they can start talking, FTR comes out and pushes Satin them off the stage through some tables. Big Boy went down hard. Hold on, hold on. You guys are... And Paz made fun of him. Yeah, he did big time. About Rui yeah. Shivani calling him Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. And, and when they... Took the camera away from Tony and went up to the stage. Paz was making fun, like yes, he was. That's funny. He said that because we know he doesn't like him. I, I thought I, that was awesome. I felt like it's it just they're having fun on commentary. Yeah, I love that. I love the the fun banter back and forth, and 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 obviously Tony just keeping in with the thing. On I don't like the guy, so I'm gonna make fun of him. I'm gonna make fun of his name. So before we get more into this, that that leads me to the question I meant to ask earlier: Who do you think the commentary team is going to be for Collision? Man, because if if they're going to do a brand split, Ooh. I think they should have different announcers on Collision than they do Dynamite. Of course, Excalibur's probably going to be still on commentary. Jericho? I would think not if he's a talent on Collision. True, Paul White, Jr. Mm. I don't know if they want Jr. on live television anymore, do they? How about, how about Nigel McGinnis? Can you do commentary, Nigel? Well, I know a lot of Twitter wants to see Tony pick up Mario. I think that's his name. The guy who used to be NXT would get really excited. Oh, uh, oh he yeah, boxing now. Yeah, but yeah, and I know he he had some problems after wrestling. He had to go therapy and some other stuff. I think. Well, he had some mental health issues. Mm-hmm. He didn't like work in the NXT schedule. Right, right. Um, but yeah. he's done some boxing and some mixed martial arts, and he's awesome. But to me, he's to me, he's the Gus Johnson of combat sports. I I, I thoroughly enjoy Gus Johnson when he's on uh, Daddy Magic. Daddy Magic was good on <laughs> with Paul Magic. White. As long as long as he, I mean, as long as he makes sure he opens the show with how hard his nipples are. <laughs> I think Daddy Magic is one of the most entertaining guys out there. Right oh, now. he is. He is. So that'll be interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know who. I, I really like the Dynamite team of Taz, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone, though. So take off the yeah. match. <laughs> Man in the mask. But uh, back to the segment. Yeah, Satinum went down like a. Like a tree, man. He does pretty hard fall for the big guy. Well, he kind of obviously he knew it was coming. Yeah, and he turned himself, and they were there. There they are, and they pushed him. So he fell on about like seven or eight tables. Well, he's not going to miss a table. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, and what you you got to give it to him, whether you like the guy or not. He is the first one to go off the stage through the tables and it not look terrible. No, it didn't look terrible at all. Um, and he didn't miss. His head didn't catch the edge of a table or most of his body hit the floor. He went through the table. Damn it. <laughs> Major says, all, all, all I'll say is <laughs> that segment at the end of the show got my nipples hard. <laughs> 
was a good segment then the show. We'll, we'll get to that momentarily. Yeah. Uh, but FTR was getting the upper hand on these guys until Karen Jarrett appears and hits Cash Wheeler with a low blow, which allows Jarrett, which allows Double J to hit the stroke on Dax Harwood. Saturn then returns to the ring and drops them both with double choke slams. And then uh, double guitar, guitar, guitar shots, I cannot read tonight, to the head of FTR. So Karen Jarrett, he's Double J's been teasing it for a while, but I didn't think we'd see her till down the line, if at all. There she is. I hope we get Kurt Angle in the next episode. <laughs> he won a big, he won a big time money from AEW at one point, but I did feel like I was watching TNA for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've complimented Jarrett on his look, his physique, and his work as the last what say what four or five months mm-hmm. yep um you know he was in a he was in a bad spot uh before he came to aw i know he had some uh substance abuse problems he had a he had a run in triple a that was was really bad yeah. got in it's just ugly so i i like that he looks good nowadays he works good you know, for a 54, 55 year old man. Um, I kind of like the storyline he's in right now, but I don't need to see his wife. I mean, I mean, next thing you know, FTR is coming out with Dixie Carter. Oh no. Boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She is, she is a heat magnet though. If you're going to bring in Karen Angle, then the next thing you know, FTR is bringing in Dixie Carter. Like, but I will say, I think this match between lethal and Jarrett and FTR it has potential to be the sleeper match of the night at double or nothing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I really, I think it's going to be a good match. I really, it really is. You have, you have uh, Mark Briscoe as the, the yep. best referee. And I know you can't keep him out of the match and out of the story, but you're going to have some involvement of Sanjay Dip and Satin So who's even up for FTR? Because you know we're going to get some some cameos or some debuts at Double or Nothing, some surprises. I mean, Daddy Briscoe. Yeah, you have that because because Mark's involved. Um, I mean, there. I don't know. That's a, that's a really difficult. I, I need to think about it. You can't. Can't put me on the spot, Tanner. <laughs> you can you can get back with me next week about that. But yeah, we go down rabbit holes. I put you on the spot. That's what yeah, I do. Exactly. That's what I do. But you're right. There's there's going to be somebody that's going to come out and, and help him. Major says, "Say what you want about Double J, but since he's been there, his matches haven't disappointed. No, it's it, his it, run's no, been a lot better than I thought. Wow. Yeah. And, and the IWC has embraced it. I think some of it's just kind of well, out of a mocking." Mocking a little bit, but they, they've and, embraced and it. You know, if you noticed last week, um, uh, when they when they uh, were pouring the tequila around, he refused. Yeah, you know, I, I like that he plays that in real life. Like, I mean, he knows he had a problem, mm-hmm. and and he's obviously a lot better. He's, a, I think, he looks better than he has in last five or eight years mm-hmm. and going back into TNA and his global force wrestling and selling his gold bars and all that good stuff. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think he looks good. I, I think right now he's, he's working well and, and, and lethal's great. So, 
Um, but yeah, like you said, with those guys, there's going to have to be some neutralizers coming out for FTR and we'll have to figure those out. Yep. We then got the women's match of the night, uh, tag team match, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho that, of the Outcast versus Akira Shida and Brett Baker. Uh, it was reported today that Jamie Hayter, a legit injury, sustained last week. Yep. But we'll we'll talk about her more momentarily. But I enjoyed this tag team match. I thought it was good. Uh, this was the one match my fiance tuned in for, and she asked me who I thought was going to win. I said I think the Outcast, but I'm not sure on this one. I said this is the one so far tonight. I'm not sure who's going to win. In the end, I was right. The Outcast did win, but of course not cleanly. They had to use no. the spray paint. They had to use the green spray paint as they um, as Shreya distracted the referee. That allowed Tony to spray Britt Baker in the face, then hit Storm Zero for the one two three. I will say though, one thing I've noticed lately, Britt's taking a lot of pins. She has. I don't like that for how big of a star she is. But at the same time, you could almost say it's like she knows when to take them. Yeah. And it's helping put over either the storyline she's in or other talent. She's been saying she's carrying the women's division and she's not wrong she may not be the champion but she definitely is doing her part in making sure that everybody's talking about the AEW women's division Major said he wished they kept the original idea into the trios then his girl Soraya would have been in it too no we've talked about that on the podcast we wish we'd see Soraya in more matches uh, and they didn't go the direction I thought they were going to go. I thought they were going to go, and maybe they nope. still will with some sort of tag match at the pay-per-view, but I thought we were going to see a trios match at the pay-per-view, uh, but it looks like we're going to get Tony Storm and J- Jamie Hayter for the women's title at the pay-per-view, which is a rematch from Full Gear. We'll see Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale take on the other two members of the Outcast. Did, did you guys feel like that match was sloppy? Yes and no. I, I felt like there was two or three spots that just looked bad. The yeah, I can agree with that. Um, the spray paint seemed off. I know. I Brit kind of started reacting before it ever even came out of the can because well, the can didn't spray right off the bat. In the camera at the end, when she woke, when she came off the mat, she had zero spray paint on her face. Yeah, it was kind of up in her hair. Up in her hair, like yeah. And I don't know if there's spray paint that they can spray on your face and eyes that 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 get that. So yeah, somebody's upset. Yeah, somebody, I'll be I'll, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Somebody didn't right. the spray paint spot. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't like it either. Um, and, and then you had um. Ruby Soho talking into the camera and they switched to the camera right after she pushed it away. So you get a bouncy camera for a second. Yeah. It it was more the end for me. Like the, the match was good. The camera work was sloppy. Um, but yeah, there were a couple spots within the match itself that weren't the best. I thought the kicks right off the bat were weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, maybe, maybe you you got a point, Paul, maybe it was because, of the camera they used because you saw yeah. the full visual where if you had the camera closer from behind, you couldn't tell. So it was a combination of both. Let's, we can, uh, we can agree to yes. that. But. Yeah. 
I, I mean, right now, like I look at the women's division over the the three companies. Mm-hmm. Impact, mm-hmm. AEW, and WWE. Okay. And I mean, you guys know where my or my I don't call it loyalty, but like where I prefer. And right yeah. now, I think AEW maybe has the weakest women's division out of the group. I think Impact's killing it right now, and. WWE is not far behind their heels. Now it hurts Impact that Mickey James got hurt, but AEW's got some 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 real movement going on in the women's division right now. And AEW and and AEW's I think I think they're missing the spot right there. And, and a lot of that is to what uh, Tanner and I have been complaining about for the entirety of KOP's existence, and that is why is there only one women's match? There is so much talent you could do, too. Right now, we're focusing on Dynamite about um, AEW versus the Outcasts. So we're not going to see any of that other talent in the women's roster unless they happen to be coming out to save somebody. But right now you've got six women really that we're focusing on. Eight if you count Willow and Sky Blue. That's it. Your your TBS champions pretty much exclusively exclusively on Rampage anymore. Yeah, that's where she's been most of her reign, though it seems like. Yeah, I see she has an open challenge this Friday night. And she was the um, when they showed the graphic for like the main channels today at the upfronts. She was the graphic for TBS today. Hmm. Which was interesting. No. It's big star potential. There is. She is. But I think I think we're going back. Let's go back four months. I was predicting they're gonna take the belt off. I know. Um just so she can elevate into the women's championship instead of the the television championship. And they haven't done it yet. In fact, I think it might have cost me the 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 belt a couple times back in the back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've cashed in some big points with her over the last few years. Yeah, yeah last year. And and I feel like they could really promote her and 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 do good with her, put her in the championship scene, but they've just kind of yeah. kept it down. And I don't know if it's because they feel she's not ready, she was so green, that maybe behind the scenes she's working, you know, getting more experience. And and if that's the case, good for them that they recognized it. But she's due. She's yep. ready. Yep. She's got the look. She's got the athleticism. Um, she's getting better in the ring. She's getting better on the mic. Uh, not saying she's perfect, right. but there, there's there's not a lot of uh, females that you could tout it. She's got to be what six one, six two. Yeah, she's 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 up there, and she's ripped and athletic as hell. I gotta think we're gonna get the rematch between her and Tev Valkyrie at double or nothing. I would, I would assume. And I would think Valkyrie has, maybe that's time. Valkyrie has the credentials to take that belt off. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. that would not hurt her at all. No, losing losing to her. So we then uh, after the women's match saw Renee again. She's like she is every Wednesday. A lot she of worked, Renee. She worked her ass off. Yes, yeah, she, she did. Her. 
Uh, she's AEW Renee on Wednesday night. <laughs> it really is. Hey, she's skilled. So uh, she was showing with Orange Cassidy once again. And Orange earlier said if it, whoever wants to come after the international championship, go speak to Tony. Well, she claimed that 20 people spoke to Tony. So he, he makes 21. So he said, how about a blackjack battle royale for the title? And then he asked Renee if she wants to be in it, and she declines. So. See my L. You know what my L stands for? Loser. I don't know. Lazy booking. Yeah. This is lazy booking. I think it might be a way to get the title off Orange. You, uh, these sometimes not make have... them look. I think I think it's the complete opposite. Well, they're, they're they're playing into you know that every week it's getting more of a struggle for him, and his injuries are building up. He's getting tired. I mean, he wanted a chair tonight because he's tired. Well, he, so. he, He's been beat up for the last yeah. what, six weeks. Yeah. I mean, that's that's no doubt. But he's working one day a week. And back, I missed this comment about the TBS championship. Uh, Majin said he thinks they're waiting for Statlander to come back. I agree with that. Which she, that I saw was, a picture of her the other day. She's looking ripped. She's looking yeah. in fantastic shape. Yeah, and uh, all of her socials have gone silent. So that's always an uh, indication that she's back or a superstar is back, really focusing on getting back in ring shape. They seem to go silent right before they return. So I wouldn't, I'm not saying this Friday she's going to return, but I say by collision, she'll be back and uh, hopefully be TBS champion. Cause that was my prediction. In this international uh, blackjack or the blackjack uh, battle Royale for the international championship. Do you think we see pack make a, make a debut or not debut or return? Uh, I yeah probably, and I hope we see some new names come in, and uh, you know, like we've all three talked about, somebody outside of America win this belt. And I this think, is a I, way. I think, to I think Pat comes back. I don't know if he necessarily wins the belt. Right, he's already had it once, but there. But I think Pat comes back and sets something up for a bit for a bidden door. I just want to see him back. Um, this has been a while. I mean, we haven't seen him since he lost. They uh, the triangle lost the best of seven to the to, to the elite early in the mm-hmm. year, and it wasn't because he's hurt. No, taking some time off. Yeah. yeah, we then got my favorite match of the night: false count anywhere match between Chris Jericho and Roderick Strong. I thought this was a lot of fun. Had a lot of you know, it's it's a typical Jericho match. Had some fun. I mean, some entertaining. Like things to make you laugh. Um, I like when Roderick, uh, whatever he threw, was that was that ice cream or what was it that he threw in the face of Jericho and then he yeah. ate some. I, yeah, he called it Mister Softy or something like yeah. that. So I had yeah. to be like some softer ice cream or something. Yeah, I like that they brought yeah. around the concourse. They went on that ledge. That was kind of cool. That was a cool mm-hmm. spot of the arena. And then I thought it was pretty creative at the end. It was Mister Softy. See that in the notes. Thought it was. Um, uh, uh, creative booking at the end they brought outside the stadium so that adam cole turned up because they're outside the arena start attacking jericho threw him into some mud beat him down and then uh, he hit the boom and roderick followed it with the jumpy knee and roderick strong huge win in his singles debut in aw i loved it still throws me off when his uh titan tron video hits it's SRS. srs i like that theme though that's one of my favorite it, it themes good, i like yeah. that song that's a good one. That's his. That's back to his ROH theme. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I love that they made a comment. You know, we had two former ROH champions going at it. I love that. Um, I thought I, I thought I put him over really well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And with Jericho, before they got outside the ring, the stuff they did in the ring, like those chops, man, they just beat the bar <laughs> out of each other. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I love the. The fact that Jericho's all about that. Um, he puts guys over. He does. He gets it so much. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So then, then when they got into the concourse area and the concession area and the, the gimmick area and, and went on out, it, it worked out well. It, it was, was the entertainment. Very, the sports entertainment side came out. Yes. Yeah. It was very, sports very well. I am, uh, yeah, I know he's probably still a little ways away. I'm excited for the eventual return of Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And get, even though I think Adam Cole, he doesn't have to be in the trios because he's got a, he's a huge single star. But if they wanted to go after the trios, that'd be a fun group to do so too. And he had, he had neck fusion suit? Yeah. Neck, he could, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, he could be out quite a while. But yeah. I mean, you know, when you get your neck fused, it's just pretty big deal. Pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah. We then got Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Roosh, and anytime we get Roosh, it's gonna be a hard hitting match. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I mean him and Danielson earlier this year. Who, who was that late last year? I think it was earlier this year. Oh, yeah, it was before the Revolution mm, match yeah. with MJF. That was whew, that was brutal. Um, we saw Jack Perry get busted open, which when Jack gets busted open, it kind of gives him another gear. Um, I thought this was a really good match too. Um, and it was tough to follow that false count anywhere match. I thought, and I thought they did a good job following it. It was. I thought Roosh just beat the living tar at Jungle Boy tonight. Like the first what two three minutes of the match, the way he worked him around the outside of the ring, throwing him in the barricades. Man, yeah. I thought I thought it was aggressive. I mean, I think we all knew that Jack wasn't going to lose heading into next week's double or nothing. But no, but I like how he did win. Kind oh, of yeah. desperation move. Yeah, use the tights. Mm-hmm. Which was interesting. You don't see that yeah. on a baby face too often, but like nope, you said, he was desperate. But, yeah, that that's a des- desperation move for anyone. So especially when a baby face pulls it off. Then after the match, Roos was pissed, so he attacks. Jack and so did Preston Vance. Then Darby hit the ring, but he got beaten down as well. Then Sammy hit the ring to even the odds, and he cleaned house, crowd erupted, and then all three of the pillars kind of looked at each other. And then MJF was shown backstage, wasn't happy about it. Renee came came up to interview him, and he smacks the microphone out of Renee's hand, storms away. Yeah, and that was like the first time I can think of just Renee's reaction was genuinely genuine, just. Like, yep. Really? Yep. We then got the main event for tonight for the night, which came on at at uh, nine thirty five. So I'm like, they're not going to give these guys twenty five minutes because Callus still has to speak too. Um, which right then I'm like, this could be interesting that Callus is ending the show, so something big's going to happen. But uh, a few that's been go- ongoing for the last month since Jay White debuted in AEW, Jay White versus Ricky Starks. I thought this was a really good match as well. I did not like the ending though. No, uh, Juice Robinson was down uh, the ringside with 
to accompany, accompany Jay White the whole time. A good back-and-forth match, though. Two guys that, I mean, Jay White's one of the bigger signees AEW's had in their company history, really. And then Ricky Starks is a guy that seems like they're ready to hot-shot him, but every time they kind of loosen the reins and pull him back a little bit. But he did have that big win over Jericho at Revolution. Um, back-and-forth towards the end. Uh, Ricky almost caught uh, Jay White with a roll-up when reversing the Blade Runner, but he did manage to hit a spear. The crowd's red hot because once again they're in Texas. That's Ricky's second home away from New Orleans. Uh, Jay White then raked the eyes, which led to Juice Robinson aiming to hit him with a chair, but Starks took it off of him and attacked Juice Robinson. However, right away, uh, Paul Turner turned around and was trying to get him to stop, but then he attacked Jay White with the chair, resulting in a rare DQ finish. We don't see AW do those very often. So Jay White wins by DQ, which tells me we're getting a rematch or double or nothing. And I hope they really let the guys go, give them a give them a clean match and let them go for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, there for a second, though, when Ricky looked at the chair before Turner turned around, I went, are we going to pull an Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. Are we going to smack the chair against the ground and throw it to juice and lay down? But interesting to end to it. What do you think about this matchup? Um, when it was going on, I'm like, why are we seeing this match two Wednesdays yep. before, before a big pay-per-view? Because, I mean, Jay White coming in, IWGP champion, like, like fresh off the championship belt. Um, and nothing against Ricky. Okay, I, I enjoy Ricky, but he's not at the top right now. We're not pushing him at the top level. So it's kind of a mid-card thing. Like, you can't have him lose to Ricky on a Wednesday night dynamite to a right. mid guy. So I felt the match was good. The finish was even better because – See, I didn't like the finish, but I understand well, why they did it. But, but, but it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't hurt either. You're either. right. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, you, you had Juice on the outside kind of get involved. But the way they finished this match didn't hurt either individual. And like you said, it probably set up a match for uh, for two weeks in uh, double or nothing. So in Vegas. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think those guys could probably those those two guys, depending on where they put put on the card, they could steal that show. I'd they, open it. I'd open that with them. Yeah, they really could steal that show. Give them, give them twenty five minutes, man. Mm-hmm. Give them thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and those guys could they they could they could. I don't know what kind of crowd we're going to get. And and is it at the T T Mobile? T Mobile, where the Golden Knights play, but they're not. So far, last year they opened up for like fourteen thousand. So far, it looks like they're only opening up for nine. Okay, because they've only sold six something so far. It's it's been slow. Yeah. But maybe maybe tonight with more matches added. And really, it, it, even though I like the four pillars storyline a bunch, this year you got the four pillars main event. Last year you had Punk and Hangman. A little different. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the problem is, you know, here we are 12 days out, mm-hmm. whatever. And we had, until tonight, we had two or three matches announced right. and that was it. Why do you want right. to go buy tickets for that? Right. Yep. 
Yep. And, and, and we know we're going to get a trios match between House of Black and the claim to daddy ass, but I don't think it's been officially added to the card yet. No. Yeah. No. But, In fact, there's a trios match for Rampage, and it's a claim daddy ass versus... Is that the uh, varsity athletes or whatever? Varsity athletes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the ROH guys. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, next week we get uh, ROH tag titles on Dynamite, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I thought we were trying to get away from ROH stuff on Dynamite. but Unless I think there's still something bigger, you know. Um, Max officially launches in six days. They did say that all access is going on Max, so the season that just ended will be on Max. But that was the only AEW-related thing added there. But still, we're almost in June. We're getting towards there, and we still have – I know all ends in August, but still no word where you can watch that or how you can watch that. So something to keep an yep. eye on there. Yep. Um, then we see Don Callis come out. No music, but he's getting booed out of the building. He's got security all the way up the ramp. He says everyone's, everyone wants to hear him talk about why he did what he did. But instead, he will talk about what Kenny Omega did to him. As there's only one victim in this, and it is Don Callis. Callis claims the IWGP title was because of him. Jericho Omega in the Dome was because of him. Uh, Kenny win the AEW World title was because of him on his first night there. Without him, there is no Omega. This leads to Kenny coming out, crowd erupting. Kimmy starts dropping members of the security, but then the Blackpool Combat Club appear, all four of them, and outnumber him. Moxley says the war is already over, and this is his final warning because they are the elite. Then the Young Bucks appear. They're limping out. They come out with a trash can full of weapons. And they're standing there. And now she's like, they're still outnumbered. It's four against three. And then we get a returning huge pop of the night. Hangman Adam Page, who always gets a huge pop. He comes out looking like a badass with the eye patch. They run down the ramp, start brawling with the BCC, sending them up the ramp as elites stand tall. Hangman then gets on the mic, says, they're the heart and the soul of this place. They're the elite. He says, a double or nothing is the elite versus Blackpool Combat Club. Anarchy in the arena. Love it. And hey, big shout out to um, Kenny Omega tonight for pulling the the Captain America with having the, the trash can strapped to his arm. Yep. Yeah, we Wheeler took some uh, trash can lid shots tonight. Just a few. You'd have got beat up. Huge, huge pop for Hangman. Like, loved it. And you kind of, I mean, we, we all kind of saw it calm. We, we, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, him coming out tonight saying that, and then all of a sudden get on the mic saying the elite. I loved it. Yep. It took uh, me back to 2019 Dynamite, like the elite in one of the, if not the main story in the company. Actually, it actually took me back a little bit farther back in the ROH days when they had a young hangman join the Bullet Club mm-hmm. and Cody was involved, which we haven't had our Cody segment, by the way. But anyway, yep, it's coming. It's coming. Um, but Cody was kind of hit or miss sometimes in ROH and you had. The Bucks, um, Hangman, and and Omega. So I, I loved it. I think they well played this. I already have my prediction uh, set in stone. I'm not going to tell you guys this because you guys aren't going to get the belt. But <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm making a prediction that Chef's prediction is uh, the elite, and he's putting the maximum number of points possible on it. Well, I mean, that's that's what you think, Paul. (laughs) I'm going with the Bullet Club in this match. That's not not big of a curveball I'm throwing you. Uh, But I thought it was a really good segment in the show. Sent the crowd home happy. Kind of hit all the AW. Original fans right in the fields. And, and I kind of thought it was maybe not like a direct, but a subtle shot to CM Punk a little bit there. We're the heart and soul of this place. Oh, no. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Hangman has his history with Punk. The, uh, the uh, managers of Target in the ring there. They have their history with Punk, so yeah, if they can throw a little jab in there, they will. And Kenny got bit for God's sake by <laughs> by Steel. And did he get his rabies shots? Well, I hope so. Well, and you know what, Punk's got to be okay with it because he's been getting paid this whole time. Yeah. Yep. We're going on what nine? Oh, close to nine months. I was going to say eight months, but yeah, we're going on nine months. He's been sitting at home playing with Charles or what what, what the hell's his dog name? Larry. Larry, Larry <laughs> Charles, Larry, Bob. You know. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, I wouldn't say having a cocktail, but he's straight edge. He is. Having a Pepsi. Been watching a lot of hockey. He comments on everything on his Instagram stories. Yeah. Well, Which he told everybody to go touch grass today. So he did well. Mm-hmm. I bet you I bet you all of his hockey comments doesn't talk about Marty McSorley. No Marty McSorley uh comments. Yeah, I bet he's heard of him though. You should ask him. You should tweet CM Punk and ask him his opinion. Hey Punk, you know who <laughs> Marty McSorley is? <laughs> I guarantee he does. Come at me, bro. Guarantee he does. So <laughs> but we're getting close double or nothing. Um you know, it's 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 always interesting, like, the discussion, what's AW's biggest pay-per-view. You can definitely make an argument it's double or nothing. You can make an argument it's all out. Of course, the All-In Wembley show this year is kind of like their WrestleMania, but that's that's a whole, whole different discussion. Uh, but getting fired up, getting fired up to make our predictions next Wednesday night, which we'll do after our Dynamite review. But what are you guys giving this episode of Dynamite as a rating? Shep, we'll start with right. you. Uh, you want me to go first? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you throw a couple matches out, I'm not going to tell you which ones. <laughs> I want. I don't want to be bashed here, but I thought it was a really good episode, except for a couple matches. I'm going seven point eight. Oh, seven eight. Yeah, I, I really thought it extended us going into double or nothing. Um. We had, I felt like we had a ton of matches um, added. Uh, it was very entertaining. There was just a couple things that just turned me off that got me out of the eighth. Paul? Uh, I'm going eight, too. Uh, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, I enjoyed uh, the end segment. Uh, you know, quoting our fan here, it made my nipples hard. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was a solid show. There were some things that I don't agree with or think could have been done differently, but overall I enjoyed it. It really is propelling us towards double or nothing. Um, some of the matches I wish we already had signed, but you know, 
I'm going to go right below you. I'm going 8-1. And I was in the sevens until the final segment. The final segment bumped it up to the eights for me. Shep's the little man on the totem pole. Eh, usual. I think last week I went, I was high eights last week. I think I was 8-8 eight, eight last week. So, still a really All good right. show this week, though. Yes. All yes. right, so Wrestler of the Night. Who do you want to go first? <laughs> I'm going to throw you guys such a curveball. It's not be fun. I'll take this one first, just because I said so. And I don't want anybody stealing my pick. I'm, I'm taking Roderick Strong. Win in his, in his uh, AEW singles debut and beat a talent like Chris Jericho. Can't go wrong with that. Roddy Strong. Go for it, Paul. All right. right. Um, I'm going to go the entirety of the elite just because it is nice to have the elite back in the, if not the main, close to the main storyline running in the company. And, of course, you know, I've been fans of the elite since before AEW, so. And they all took a beating tonight, too. Except Hangman. Except Except Hangman, yeah. His eye patch slid up a little. Yeah, bit I was gonna say, but, he, but he, he's the only one eye going right now. So yeah, to to hit a buckshot one eye, that's that's pretty impressive. You guys, you guys ready for the laugh? Mm-hmm. I think your wrestler of the night was Renee Perquet. She worked her ass off. She was everywhere. I oh, wonder she- if Marvez hates that. Marvez gets like one interview now. And she oh, takes I all know. the rest. It used to be all Marvez all the time. And then they brought in somebody else before Renee. And they started getting stuff. And and then they brought in Renee. And Renee gets it all. She's pretty good, though. And now, like uh, Chef yeah. and I were talking last week, I think her, uh, her oral sessions podcast has come to an end because she couldn't come to a renewal agreement with the production company. So Yeah, but she was with one of those um, – well, she was – Sports One or something like that? It, it was a big one. Yeah, it was a big company. Um, actually, probably could tell you real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. And Renee's always entertaining, not only on the mic, but if you follow any of her social media stuff, it's hilarious. Like the fact that her and John took their male cat to be neutered and it came back spayed because they had a female cat instead. Well, it was presented by FanDuel. Um, but it shows usually where it shows a podcast network, it shows her name on Apple Podcasts. So, not sure what company it was actually produced by. It's got a V up in the right hand corner. I, I don't recognize that logo. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, good show tonight. Good show tonight. But we're not done with the podcast yet. We got the new weekly segment. To pipe in here, uh, Shep came up with the idea last week. We're all Cody Rhodes fans, even though we don't talk a lot of WWE because it's not really our our cup of tea, but we like our guy Cody still over there. So this segment's going to be called, What Do You Want to Talk About? Because that's how Cody starts a lot of his promos. And he had a good promo this week, um, referencing his opponent next Saturday, Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia, the Beast Brock Lesnar. What did you think of uh, the promo? Shep, go right ahead. No, I, I thought it was good. Um, 
I'm I'm really entertained with with Cody on on WWE because you know he has the he has the the music the crowd uh, yeah that that the music and the crowd hits so differently than than AW does and then all of a sudden you know the first thing out of his mouth is what do you want to talk about and the crowd reacts. Hmm. He's got to mean out out of the palm of their hands. He but. fits perfectly for what the company's doing. So yeah, you know, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, his promos for the last what? Let's just say sixty days have been awesome. They've been real. Well, they make you feel they're real. Mm-hmm. He talks about his dad. Right. He talks about his family. Yada yada yada. So. Yeah, I mean, like I'm a hundred percent in on Cody right now. So yep. the the only thing going into Saudi Arabia is I thought those two guys had a great match at Backlash. And mm-hmm. we talked about it. But the the finish of Backlash was they beat the tar out of each other and then he rolled him up. Um we got to get some type of that type of finish. Uh, you don't, you don't think Brock squashes him? And then we get a third match, say at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. Hey, if Brock squashes him, we're we're ending the segment. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. No. We, Shortest lived segment in KOP history. <laughs> yeah, we, we cannot. If we have a Brock squash, I'm out. But could you see Brock losing two in a row? When's the last time Brock's lost two in a row? I, it would not shock me if Brock, okay, even if it's not a squash, it would not shock me if Brock goes ahead in this one. Then you got one more match down the line somewhere. Uh, so, you, I mean, SummerSlam's in what, August? Yeah, but you do have money in the bank over in, over in England. But a lot of people think that's where Cody might win money in the bank. And that's how he gets back into the Roman picture. Even though I still think they're waiting for Philly, I don't think they're going to do it at SummerSlam. That's just my personal opinion. So you got if you do if you do Brock goes over in Saudi Arabia, Cody wins Money in the Bank. All of a sudden, you got Cody with Money in the Bank, and he's one and one. You could do unless you do the payoff of Money in the Bank, and you don't have Cody in the Money in the Bank match. But say you have him in the Money in the Bank, he wins that. Maybe Brock challenged him for the Money in the Bank briefcase at SummerSlam or something. I I don't know. That's a stretch, probably. Well, you're not going to get Brock in Money in the Bank. Have before. It is in England. Yeah. It's at the O2. When's the last time Brock was in the He won the Money in the Bank uh, a couple years ago. Because he was the surprise, like they didn't even let the talent in the match know. They knew the, whoever was surprised was going to win it, but it was legit was a surprise to everybody in the match. Yeah, because he carried it around like a boombox. Yeah, and he, he, and he wore that the, hoodie, the and he was boombox. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. I think it was when wasn't wasn't Rollins the champion at the time? I think so. Was that before COVID? Yes. 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 Okay. Didn't watch it. Had no that's. That was before the tribal chief. That was yeah, yeah. Uh, Heyman was still with Lesnar. Yeah, didn't yeah. watch. Didn't watch that yeah. one. <laughs> but, but no, I thought it was a good, 
good segment on the mic, but I, I thought Brock was good last week, like we said on the mic. Well, I think I think Brock has been perfect in this feud so far with uh, getting color at Backlash, um, letting letting Cody literally whacking uh, on the Raw before bust his nose open. Um, for a guy who gets paid a shit ton of money, like Brock yeah. Lesnar. He gives back to the business. I mean, he's a good worker. He's a hell of a seller. He makes people look like a million bucks in the ring. Um, yeah, he, his matches don't last too long, but he's pretty good talent. He doesn't I mean, his, work by the hour. His matches are entertaining, in my in my point of view. Yes. Um, getting Paul Heyman away from him and letting him talk of this hillbilly – Cowboy guy with the cowboy hat and the ponytail, I, I, I get behind him and I enjoy him. Um, I'm entertained by him. So, yeah, this this work with Cody's been great. Now, what we see after that, we'll we'll see. But, um, like you said, it's it's been a big deal if Brock goes zero and two for somebody here and you know, within 60 days. Cause I think the only guys he's lost a single, a non-title singles match since he returned back in 2012 is John Cena, triple H and Cody. Oh, no. and, and Goldberg and Goldberg. Goldberg. Forgot about that. Goldberg. That didn't count. Who John Cena one was like an extreme rule. That was his first match back. That first was stupid. Back, yeah. So, and then the Triple H one was, he got the best of Hunter the whole time. Then they had Hunter win at WrestleMania, which was weird. But yeah, it's Hunter. So yeah. Any other rabbit? Oh, any any rabbit holes we want to go down tonight? I don't well, feel like we really I, went that I one. I, I wasn't here last Wednesday to mention this, so I'm going to mention this. Right. Last Monday on Raw, was it just me or did the mic never get turned on all the way for Lesnar? I pumped in like, crowd noise. Well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, he was talking and you barely hear him. And it wasn't because the crowd was so loud. Like, they're trying to pay attention to what's going on. They're pretty quiet and you couldn't hear him for most of that p- promo. Maybe he had a broken mic. I, yeah, he probably broke it. But, Paul, here's one. Shep and I, we talked about this last week, but since you couldn't join us, I want your answers now. What's on your bucket list as a pro wrestling fan? Is as far as I mean, it could be anything from going to certain shows, going to certain venues, meeting certain talents, any promotions. We we just kind of went, we freeballed it last week. We just kind of talked about ours. So now I'm just interested in yours. Freeballed it. You hear that? We freeballed yeah. it. Now just came right to the mind. I don't know. Yeah, it's late I on a Wednesday night. Rabbit holes. Uh, we're not doing those type of rabbit holes this week. Yeah, we, we had a, we had an e know. we had an e on the rating for with no f bombs last week. So no, Shep. Um, is that a good thing, Tanner? That's explicit, my no. friend. I marked I marked it just to be safe because I didn't know. Talking about what we talked about with the Kardashians, I didn't know oh. how it'd be rated. So just to be safe, no, no, Shep. Um, all right, bucket list, man. Well, um, one of them uh, won't happen. Was I, I was hoping to eventually meet superstar Billy Graham. I missed my chance, 
at uh, Squared Circle Expo, um, and now that won't ever happen again. Um, thoughts out to his family on that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, passed away at the age of 79 tonight. And guy who was a trailblazer for many, many pro wrestling careers, Ric Flair included. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to hold the original million dollar belt. Uh, I've I had the replica at one point, but it was poorly put together, and everything fell apart on that thing within like three months of me buying it, and it never moved. I just picked it up, and all the latches all broke on it, and diamonds fell out of it. But uh, I'd like to meet Flair um, before he goes. I want to party with Flair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, you meet him, maybe you get invited to a party if you don't bum rush him. Um, man, like any, hanging out any, with Cody. Any events you'd like to go to? Like, I'd like to go to a mania. Yeah, we, that was on both of our lists. I'd like to go to uh, all in, all out, whatever we decide to call it going forward. Um, yeah, I think I said I'd like to go to any AW pay per view. I don't really care which one. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to go to the Dome. I'd like to go watch some wrestling in the Tokyo Dome. Tokyo Dome. That was Shep's number one. Yeah. Just, Royal, Royal Rumble would be good. I, I don't know if I can make it on the plane ride, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a long plane ride. But once I got there, I think I would love that place. I mm-hmm. think I would love Tokyo. Um, There's a cool place. I'm a, I'm a bigger dude, so I love food. I love... I love uh, Japanese food. I love Jack- Chinese food. So, like, I feel like I would fit in that place, and I'd be like just the the, the absolute uh, what do you call it the 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 modern day tourist. I mean, I it couldn't like just I remember Shepard's like, What they're talking about? Like, I I take one of those. I, I eat that. Yeah, yeah. How much money? Whatever. Um, just just remember when you go there, it's just called food there. They don't call it Japanese food in Japan. Yeah, it's have, just food. It's food. <laughs> you, you would have to go to the Ribera Steakhouse. Yes, absolutely. You'd have to. And, I, and for PT, you have to go Fridays. I, I would yeah. have to go there. But if you look at their food, they have a thin sliced steak, uh, buttered corn, and, and is it a roll? Yeah, I think, I think a roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like everybody just like I'm like man like you know I, I know I love my steakhouses in America man we have some badass steakhouses and you go over there and you know everybody loves it and I'm like man that looks like a like, you, should, you should put that on a steak sandwich you know? I think it's just more the experience the jackets yeah the, yeah the history I mean, I mean I'm going there yeah well, I love buttered corn so <laughs> you know we we could we could deal with we could deal with the steak, whatever, but yeah. And, and one final one would be to party with the original BTE members before AEW, before the the Me Too movement. You want to party with Marty? Not no. just Marty. <laughs> I want to party with Fat Ass Massa. <laughs> well, you got that could still happen. Well, and, and, and Fat still makes posts that I follow him on social media. Me too. Yeah, he still makes posts about about those guys. You just doesn't come to America much anymore. No, exactly. But you know, go to go to one of Marty's New Year's parties that nobody ever showed up for till the very end. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to have a breakfast 
at a Cracker Barrel with fat-ass mops and the Elite would be pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even though, even though Cracker Barrel doesn't serve me a Bloody Mary, I could I could make an exception. You, you'd get to sit in a chair and get your picture taken. With I, did, I did it two years ago. I sat in a chair and I, I mentioned something about the Elite and Cracker Barrel responded to me on Instagram. I thought that was kind of cool. So Yeah. Well... I may they have acknowledge to do that. There's, yeah. there's one just down the road from a, a radio station that I work at, so I may have to go do that. Just I'm not even go to eat. It's good food, but uh, just go sit down, get my picture taken. It wasn't Cracker Barrel, the original sponsor of All In, it, it, and it they had that Cracker Barrel match, and I think mm-hmm. all out the first one. Yes, and that was the one where Dar- Dar- Darby did a coffin drop with the barrel. Yep. Yeah. Through the barrel, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first time we got to see how crazy Darby truly was. Now the big sponsors, DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. DraftKings probably has a little bit more money than Cracker Barrel. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit. Even though we all love the hash brown casserole, mm-hmm. DraftKings has a little more money than <laughs> just a little. Hey, if Cracker Barrel wants to get back into the sponsoring of wrestling stuff, KOP is always looking for sponsors, Cracker Barrel. Amen to that. Tag them. Amen to that. I mean, we don't have a Cracker Barrel around us. Mm, Kokomo? Kokomo. Yeah, I I got one around me. What are you talking about? I mean, Kettle One. Let's tag Kettle One. There we go. Kettle One and Cracker Barrel and everything going forward. Kettle One, Sunny D, so, K- so Canada many, Dry, whatever we could so, take. So, so Tanner and Paul, when did you guys start? Uh, I think I subbed for Paul. Yeah. Was it it was, about a year ago? Yeah, it was over a year ago now. I think it was last yeah. March because I remember I went to Florida last February. Paul had to do one by himself. And you text me and said, "Hey, if you guys ever need a fill in, I'd be up to try to fill in." And so, so let's go for a year. Yeah, I've done a podcast for a year. Okay, uh-huh. Uh-huh. there's not been one podcast that I have filled in that I have not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I've had some substitute. Okay, I've had some tequila. I've had some bourbons. We had some uh, sunny beans, but whatever. Every every time after I get out of that original drink, we have one of these backups. So Kettle One, I mean, you sh- we, 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 we'll get some professional wrestling fans drinking Kettle One. Yeah. But Ric Flair drinks Kettle One. Okay? Very true. Been very outspoken about that. Kettle One, come on. Give me some merch. Give me some. I'll wear a hat. I'll wear a t-shirt. Come on. I'm going to have to clip this and send it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Clip the Cracker Barrel. Clip the Kettle One. Boom. I've been drinking Kettle One at least since 2013, I think. So. And, I mean, if Kettle One does want to uh, sponsor KOP, we'll all drink a little bit of Kettle One during the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, Shep always will, but Tanner and I will join in. Absolutely, I got the I got the big bottle, but uh, <laughs> yeah, which that'll get me through yeah, maybe a night or two. But you know, we got golf league tomorrow, so I got to pour me a couple of coffees for that. But uh, yeah, no. 
Any other rabbit holes or pro wrestling topics you guys want to discuss before we wrap this bad boy up? I got one. Go for it. What uh, What are you... Uh, you ready. <laughs> what do you feel about, uh, as of late, I feel like he has been getting more and more... Um, uh, media social media, but Matt Cardona and, you know, since his um, his wife went back to WWE, mm-hmm. Chelsea Green, so he brought in that Steph D. Lander. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a beast. She, she made a comment today or yesterday. She has made more money in the last 12 months than she made in a whole year in WWE. If I'm Cardona... I do this for the rest of my career as long as I can. I don't. I don't get with an organization. Maybe at the very end, he gets one last cup of tea in WWE because I know he really wants to deep down. But that guy's making money. He's PWI's top twenty uh, wrestler of the year last year. I think he was number thirteen. He's winning gold in some promotions. He's putting on great matches, death matches, regular matches, selling merch, good podcast, YouTube channel. He's bigger than he ever has been. So I don't. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, he, he did good in WWE. He had a good run. He got a start with them, but becoming Matt Cardona has just launched his yep. career to the moon. And if he were to join any organization right now, I don't care who the organization is. If he was to join a big name organization, it's all going to come to a halt quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's got that. Uh, gimmick right now, the indie god, where mm-hmm. he's Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's awesome. And then when he goes back to GCW, he's the, the deathmatch king. But I was I was strolling through Twitter, maybe Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and I saw that you know once Chelsea left, he he brought um, Steph D. Lander in, and she made that comment. I think yesterday or today that you know all of a sudden. She's, I'm not saying riding his coattails, but she's in his gimmick, and it's working out well for her. So it's just the landscape of pro wrestling right now. You don't have to be with WWE or even AEW to make a good living. You can yeah, be yeah. on the independence and make a good living. And really, I, I think it goes back to the young bucks and, mm-hmm. and a lot of the elite, but especially the young bucks. They they paved the way for a lot of these guys to make a lot of money, especially in the merch sale game. That they did, and, and Cole Cabana too, with pro wrestling tees. I mean, we don't talk about him. Oh wait, yeah, We're I mean, his arms on his checking account. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but hey, teach their own. But it's uh, yeah, no Cardona. He's he's fascinating, and he's he's getting better as a talent. Not that he was ever bad, but he's his matches are entertaining and. uh Yeah, no, that's that's a good topic. Glad you brought that one up, and uh one more. I want to talk about, I saw John Cena was on Busted Open this week, did an interview, did a really good interview, and it made some interesting comments, I thought, talked about the Rock feud and how he was immature at the time and went about it wrong, uh, their first one, their lead up to Miami, and then he got to uh, change it going up to New York the next year and kind of make up for it, but he, he, he pretty much said he wishes he could still wrestle every day, but his body can't do it. 
thought that was an interesting comment because he's he's carving out a pretty good career for himself in Hollywood right now. Well, and he's in his early forties, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he said what we got at WrestleMania thirty nine against Austin Theory was as best as he think he can do. It, and I saw something that kind of ties into that on uh, Facebook today. It was a, a little real or whatever Facebook's calling their little short videos now. Um, and it said, uh, this is how kids today will see John Cena. And it was the way he stood up after that match, how he kind of stumbled around. And then it said, this is how I saw John Cena. And it was everything from the doctor of thugonomics till he stopped wrestling every day. No thugonomics included. It was all post that, but it's a very true thing that I went, man. I mean, I think, I think we can all agree. Would you say Cena's in your guys' top 10 of all time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How, how about top five? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. He's number five. He's, okay. he's, bor- he's borderline for me. Okay. So, and I think we've done this before, but okay. You say he's five, Paul. Who's your top four? Mm-hmm. Of all time? Yeah. All right. Uh, Flair. Dusty. Dusty. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Nothing will ever beat the hard times promo. Wrestling fans know the non hard time or the hard times promo. Um, man, I don't know who the other two would be. So you might be in your top five of them. Well, he's number five. Well, I'm at, I'm at top three, I guess. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's just hard to narrow down just two it more is. to put Especially in that on the spot. spot. I mean, you know, you want to throw Kenny Omega in there and Chris Jericho. John John called Roman the best ever on on, mm. on 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 busted open. Just what he's done as a tribal chief. He said he can get other talent over where John could have could never do that to the level Roman does. He said everybody Roman touches comes out a bigger star. I've just never really liked Roman. Sorry. You, you think that's the company man coming out? And I thought a little bit. I mean, I think you can make a case that Roman's top 10. I think you can, but okay. he wouldn't be my top five, but I think what he's done the last few years, I think you can put him in the top 10, but everybody's got a different uh, criteria of their wrestlers too. You know, like Dusty, he didn't have the championships really, but he had other things that Paul I puts mean, him in the top five. I mean, I can rattle off my top five real quick. You want to hear it? Yeah. Dax Harwood, Dax Harwood, Dax Harwood, Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood. <laughs> there you go. There's my top five. <laughs> Next. So, I mean, it's, you know, I know some people, their top five is who was the top five moneymakers of all time. You know, some taking championships, even though it's it's all predetermined. Um, I, I tell you what, we're winding down. Yes. Yeah. So, let me think. We got I got one week. Yes, you do. I will come up with my top five. And maybe Dax is in there, maybe not. But I will go. I mean, I started watching professional wrestling in the late 80s. Okay. That's how old I am. Don't laugh at me, you jackalopes. (laughs) Um, And here we are in in, in 2023. So I will literally, and I, I think Tanner and I had this conversation when I subbed for Paul once about my Mount Rushmore of. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. Of wrestling. And it could, it could change. I think my fifth guy or fourth guy could change. 
So next week, I will I will tell you because we're gonna end it with a rabbit hole because that's what we do. I will tell you my top five from when I started watching wrestling in nineteen eighty. I'll go eighty eight till twenty twenty three. I like it. You know, eighty eight was was the wind down days of the territories because Vince and uh, Titan Media were just buying up all the television spots across them. Uh, but I, yeah, I like from from let's say late eighties till now. I would I. I mean, I got probably two or three guys for sure, but let me let me let me work on this, and I'll fill in the other two. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a discussion, always a great discussion amongst pro wrestling fans, and like my Mount Rushmore, no changes almost every year. So my top five list, I'll, I'll work on one too for next week. So I'm not sure. I'll solidify mine for sure. Solidify. All well, right. You can't change it. You already said it tonight. Nah, yeah, uh, I said, sure, let's throw in Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho for the other well, two. And, and I remember my fifth guy back when Tanner asked me this question was Kenny Omega. It was. Yeah. And yeah. and I know that outside of AEW fans, that will get a lot of a lot of stuff. You know? And, and yeah. another rabbit hole for a different week in the future, we'll have to do our top five mm-hmm. current talents that we think are the best in the world. That would be an interesting one too. All right. But we'll save that for a different show because we'll have you enough. We'll best have enough in the world. That's you know that's that one guy's thing. Hey, he. We'll probably be talking about him next week. Let's be honest. I haven't seen a wrestler in the news as much as CM Punk, ever. Ever. Yeah. The guy knows how to make money. Guys. <laughs> he knows how to make money. The guy knows how to make money. And speaking of that, the other guy that knows how to make money, MJF, uh, starting. I think next week I should have some Caleb pickles, pickles. delivered to me. I was going to say, I want, I was going to ask if you'd gotten those yet. Yeah. Uh, no, it was the, uh, it was supposed to be May 15th to June 14th. I don't know, but I got an email that says, Hey, we're getting ready to ship these out. You should have them here. So we're going to have, as much as I love to drink booze, guys. You know I love to drink booze. We're going to set the booze aside one night. Well, for a little bit. Pickle time. And we're going to have the freaking Kalen Kalen pickles. So so what you're saying is you're going to have your pickles before Tanner gets his hat. Yeah. Ooh. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those pickles could technically show up tomorrow. But, yes, I have not got <laughs> They they said they would send me a tracking number when they ship. My has been production since April seventh. <laughs> <laughs> I've contacted the company. I I have no idea. I'm getting a little frustrated. So, but yeah, we're gonna have a pickle review uh, before we have a tanner hat review. Bastards. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I might have to stop by your house, ship, and grab one of those pickles. I think with the MGF bundle I bought. I think I get three flavors. I think right. I get the, the actual pickles, the, the dills that he uh, ate during the uh, press conference. I think there was honey mustard pickles, which to me sounds Ooh. really weird. And then there's another flavor. But Is there like a spicy flavor or something? 
Yeah, maybe maybe a spicy sriracha or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. I'll eat the dill. You can try the other two. I just can't. <laughs> The, the dill pickle. I want to eat the dill pickle and then start calling you guys dumb mfers. Well, I, I I got one more thing that, that I know Paul's about to wrap this up, but uh, it's just just mm-hmm. another another tease of Paul for uh, for uh... <laughs> a little closer, a little closer. Got that's the best beard beard picture of Paul I could find. Oh, hey Paul, hey hey, go back to your normal screen. Paul, how was it working for uh, Paul Heyman? Was he good? Fantastic. He's a great guy. He was that awesome. And then, then did your check bounce? Yeah. No. Did your check bounce? And then, how about working for TNT and Cyrus? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm done, Paul. I, I, I promise. That's the last roadkill for a while out of me. So, <sighs> wait. Hammerstein Barroom, was that place magical or what? Absolutely magical. That was on my bucket list. <laughs> oh, man. But, but, Go ahead and throw that comment up there, Tanner. Tanner pulled that one out of nowhere, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> of all the pictures, man, you went and got ripped. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> oh, it's all in good fun. You can take it like uh, a champ. Take it like a champ. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what happens when you spend hey, your whole hey, life getting picked on. Hey, this, this, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but uh, you guys obviously make some homemade butter and bread. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I uh, yeah, I don't even know what it's called. Uh, <laughs> where you get to go outside the lifestyle. I didn't go back. <laughs> Just somebody could, you know, shoot us a, a, a comment and let us know what it's actually called because I forget what it's called when the Amish get to go out and venture into the non-Amish community. Uh, I didn't go back. Obviously, it's called roadkill. (laughs) (laughs) I became roadkill. Uh, But hey. uh, I'm probably going to get last in the predictions now because of all this. Yeah. Uh, but, But look at it this way. I look good for my age. True. It's true. I mean, if if we're saying I'm roadkill, I look damn good for my. That's age. true. If you think about it, back in the day, how did Paulie <laughs> decide to take an Amish-looking character called roadkill because they don't drive cars? <laughs> that's <laughs> Paulie, that's man. another rabbit hole we will not go down here because, uh, yeah. I mean, seriously, like, like, okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna have an Amish character, we know Amish. Take horse and buggies. So how can you call? How can you call a guy put a horse and buggy road? And and you know what? We might get canceled because of my comments. But I just say, I mean, all those guys don't have internet and laptops. I don't think they're listening to the podcast. I don't think I have to worry about it. I haven't seen any Amish towns on the on the analytic demographics. So I think we're all right. Have we made it Dutch yet? The Dutch do not like us. This is this is right. (laughs) I mean, Martin truly best hockey player ever. Oh god! Uh, I guess a good wrap wrapping up point for the week. Uh, Yeah, 
Uh, I'm waiting. You know, Shep, he says he won't, you know, he won't bring up roadkill anymore. You wait. I bet you by the end of uh, May, it will not say Paul Zartman on the screen. It will say roadkill. Man, and, and you're right, Paul. If I had control over that, I would change that army. <laughs> That's an overlay, know. too. That's an overlay, too. That's not yeah. a changeable one. No. If he changes that to roadkill, I'm stuck being roadkill the entire episode. Uh, All right. How about if you course, if you get last at double or nothing, the post double or nothing episode, I get to do that. All right. Plus, you know, Shep said he's going to get me a hat. Yeah. So, and and remember, if I lose, Shep's getting me a hat. So I'll wear the hat. I'll be roadkill on the screen. It'd be fantastic. And we still got the big running bet between me and Shep for all in in August. If it's the mm-hmm. uh, big trios main event that we all want, then I'm in trouble. And no Shep a wrestling shirt of his choosing, and I got to do two shots of his choosing too. But if it's not CM Punk and FTR versus the Elite, then opposite goes for him. Hey, you know what? I'll go in on that too. I'll go 50-50 with somebody on a shirt or 50-50 on drinks. All right. I'm just I, I'm whoever I'm not even picking a side. Wait, just going fifty fifty with the, the I loser. Some, I got some crazy cousins in Kentucky that make that moon sign stuff. So. Yeah, I'll have to get a hold of my buddy whose family <laughs> makes the Polish whiskey I had at the wedding a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm just gonna help somebody buy a shirt. <laughs> And take some shots. That's all I'm doing. I don't care who it is. Of course, of course. Hey, coming around, coming around that uh, that pay per view time, that'd be really close to Tanner's bachelor party, right? Yeah, I'll already be married by that. So, oh yeah, that's August fifth. Yeah. Oh shit, I thought it was September fifth. <laughs> oh, you're August fifth. Yeah, yeah. Right. You should have a save the date. Jeez, I do. It's on the fridge. But you think I look at that stuff? I, my wife's in charge of that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, August fifth is, is the wedding. So stay tuned for a special edition of KOP August fifth as we live stream Tanner's wedding. That would be an interesting one. Well, what are we gonna do about the bachelor party in July? That's when we should go live. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, everybody, all of Tanner's friends. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, because all of Tanner's friends probably. They know the professional wrestling, but a lot of them make fun of me for it. Yeah, so do mine. It happens. Yeah, it's all right. I tell them it's just like watching their favorite show or movie. But if if we have your friends live on a mic and they're making fun of you, and you have Paul and I questioning those guys, true. Yes, that could be very entertaining. True. And I have a video camera. I'm just saying. (laughs) And it shoots in like 4K. So, well, if Paul has that, I have cocktail buying. So. We're set. Yeah. Set. And I mean, if we have the bachelor party at the H and H dance studio, I don't know if you guys know what that is. Wink, wink. <laughs> we could really go live. <laughs> People yeah. who aren't from our area are searching Agent H right now. <laughs> Let them. Let them go. Let yeah. them go. I mean, we're lucky in our area in northern Indiana. We have the H&H Dance Studio. 
<laughs> Are we lucky though? <laughs> yeah. Weren't we gonna wrap this like ten minutes? Yeah, Paul ago? Paul's been waiting to wrap this up. Paul <laughs> Paul E. Zartman. Paul E. Zartman. That's your D. new that's your new nickname. It's a D. Well, E now on this podcast. Yeah. The wise man. Although Paul Zartman. Hey, but your boy uh your boy Munt, right? Yeah. I'd like I'd like to get him drunk and party. Oh, he's he's pretty funny. I uh, I'll tell you a story off air here in a minute. So, oh, oh, all right, all right, wrap it up. Be Paul. sure, yeah, hey, uh, yeah. Um, well, you know, be sure to check out kickingoutshop.com so you can uh, support a great podcast, look great doing so. You can get a what are you drinking shirt like Shep's wearing. Uh, I didn't throw mine on tonight, but uh, you can get a rabbit hole shirt. You can get, uh, if I had the pencil, you can just get the logo. We've got all sorts of things to choose from on there. And don't we have like a promo going on right now, Tanner? Spring 23 through Memorial Day gets you 20% off. So there you go. Go save some money and support a great podcast while you look great doing so. Be sure to follow the kicking out podcast on all social media at kicking out pod. Be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter and be sure to uh, listen to the kicking out podcast, wherever it is you listen to your podcast. If it happens to be Apple podcast, leave us that five star review because we are five star KOP. <laughs> It'll be home soon. Don't worry. Anyway, uh, as the reigning and defending KOP Predictions champion brings out the belt, be sure to follow us all on social media. Follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92 Follow your KOP Predictions champion, Austin Shepard, at the Shep 27 Be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman 921 And with that, for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.